I call it luck. In my experience, there's no such thing as luck. Cantofight Dispatch. Today I'm Brittany and joining me today as always is my friend Emily Lynn. Hi Emily. Hi Brittany. How are you? I am all right. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I just had to remind the lovely people in my home that I was about to record a podcast because I heard my brother yell that there is a bomb on the Brooklyn Bridge when there is in fact not a bomb on the Brooklyn Bridge. Just sometimes he likes to yell things like that in the house because he hears things like that in movies. And okay, that is my life. I mean, I'm glad that there's not a bomb on the Brooklyn Bridge. Like just in general, that's just yeah. It, it for some reason just think you know I'm not the only one who is inspired by television. Like, there's this commercial of just someone playing the spoons, and for some reason, like, Rusty, like, fuels that to, if you ever see anyone doing the spoons run, <laughs> it's just, but also, like, spoons, have you ever seen that? People, like, do the thing with the spoons, yeah. where, like, they make it make the sounds. Like a jug band thing, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, those, like, random commercials where they're talking about, like, medicine, it's always people, like, out, like, doing things, like, walking or playing the spoons, because I guess that's, like, a 2020-2021 hobby now, is playing the spoons. I have, I mean, I know what playing the spoons is, but I, I can't, I mean, what is it a commercial for? I don't know, like, joint pain or, like, medicine to take. (laughs) Of course, of course. Okay. Because, you know, you got to use your your joints to, you know, Mm -hmm. move move those arms around. And, you know, you can do so many things with spoons. Like, eat ice cream, play them, throw them. I don't know. Yes. How are you? Um, you know, I'm around getting by. Um, I'm trying to think if I've even been like watching anything good. I haven't watched it. I haven't watched any more Peaky Blinders. I watched like half of the season three premiere and then stopped because I can't ever finish anything. Um, I've been watching a mini series from 2001 about Attila the Hun, in which Gerard Butler plays Attila. Um, and, uh, Powers Booth, the guy who plays Cy Tolliver and Deadwood is in it as a, like, Roman evil general 
and it's weird because he's not I, I, I don't know i mean the fact that it's a attila the hun biopic starring gerard butler powers booth and tim curry is a little bit silly but i'm enjoying that because i like ancient roman things um i've been watching chopped on hulu and i think that is it I've obviously been watching television. Um, I have been inspired by what's going on in real world life because I was just explaining to you my frustrations with the Justice League and the Snyder Cut and how for some reason every time a picture is released of Jared Leto looking like he's 13 and he wants to be angsty. Like, everyone wants to share their opinions about it. And I agree that I shared my opinions about it, too. But that was, I said something like, please, God, make the Snyder Cut going away. I was just expressing that I was praying to God at that moment that the Snyder Cut just needs to go. Or I just need to mute everyone on Twitter because... Everyone loves to talk about the Justice League. And, like, to be honest, like, I didn't even know what the Snyder Cut was until, like, six months ago. I've talked about this on the podcast before, but I thought the Snyder Cut was them wanting to redo Batman versus Superman. Because, like, that wasn't really a great movie anyways. And I was fine with Justice League. Because I accepted Justice League as a trash that it was. Because it was just a wannabe Avengers movie. And I was like, okay, yeah, like, that's cute. You guys can do your own thing. But when I found out, like, what exactly they were doing, I was like, why, God, do people want this so much? Why have people for years been like, oh, let's do this. And, you know, I understand that, you know, people want things to change. And I'm just like, why don't you want, like, real life normal things to change and want a movie? Like, think about all the things that could be done in real life. Yeah, like that in terms are of like inspired, the of energy that they're devoting to it, you mean? No, all the things that can be done in real life that people are doing wanting <laughs> a version of a movie to come out. It's insane. It's a movie. It's a shitty movie that is going to be shitty when it's five hours long. It, yeah. Okay, so it comes out March 18th. Which is like, what, like three weeks from now? Four weeks from now? That's too fucking close to my anniversary. So you know I'm going to have to watch it. Look. I'm going to watch it. And by watch it, I mean I'm going to start it. And probably watch about 20 minutes of it. Because I don't even watch all the way through movies that I enjoy. Much less a four-hour thing done by a guy who I have never liked a single thing that he did. Um, and I hate in particular the way he thinks about and views Batman and Superman. And no, I'm like, there's no way I'm going to finish it, but I'm going to start it. I know that I'm going to start it and finish it. In one sitting, because I am an awful human being, and I support the ones that I love around me who want to watch this. And look, sometimes you just gotta tell Carlos that he's being an idiot. 
I can't tell him that he's being an idiot because he's so sweet and he is excited every night when we get to watch Bake Off together. Do you know how amazing that is when a grown-ass man is excited about watching a season of Bake Off? Like, I, I have struck gold. Because and then he even talks to me about it, too. Like, can you believe that, that he's that invested, that he talks to me about the contestants? Yeah. Yeah. I know. But at the end of the day, he probably didn't want to watch Bake Off at first. It was probably just something that made me happy. And he's like, oh, that makes her happy. Let me participate in something that makes her happy. So it's something that we can do together that makes both of us happy. And I'm like, yeah, cool. But... Also, we're talking about the same guy that asked me if he wanted to, if okay. I wanted him to watch Gossip Girl with me. I mean, that's sweet. But, okay, I want to talk, I, I don't know if Carlos listens to this podcast. I don't think he does. That's fine. But I want to talk to him anyway, which is Carlos. Do it, you are. Or you can watch Justice League with Brittany, knowing she does not want to watch it and is having a miserable time. Oh, no. Like, I, I... I have to see this. Like, this is going to be shit. Like, I need to see shit so that I can properly call it shit. Because there's nothing worse than me sitting here on a podcast talking about something I have no idea about. I want to know exactly why something is trash. And I will know why Justice League uh, 5 hour long point oh is trash. Because I'm going to sit through that. I'll probably not sit through it. I'll probably, like, exercise during it. Maybe, like, go on the bike or I don't know like do something like productive with my life so I feel less shitty that I'm watching a movie that took way too much effort to like rebuild I mean like there's just so much better stuff I could be watching like I still haven't gotten around to watching Judas and the Black Messiah which I know will be a good and be a movie that I like but also will be c fucking depressing as shit because my brain is not in a place where I can be betrayed by his friend and killed. I'm like, not particularly, no. Yeah, that that is not a good idea. Like, that was me the last, like, two weeks, you know, when I took a break on Gossip Girl. Because I feel like every time I jump back into Gossip Girl... Like, I become, like, five times more dramatic than I normally am. <laughs> that's, and that's a lot. Because, like, I'm, not, I'm, I'm chill. You know, I'm a chill person. You know, I, I'm mm-hmm. going with the flow, this or that. Not too picky. But, like, when I watch Gossip Girl, all of a sudden, like, things in my life become just extra, like, <gasps> shocking. This happened. This person. No, I'm totally kidding. But I don't know. Just, I, I don't know if I, like, perceive things differently or if I feel like I am the Blair Waldorf in my world. No, I'm totally kidding. But it is funny that I'm almost done with this, thank God. I was just talking to Emily before recording that. I am about to watch the season five finale. And season six is about to start, which unfortunately and fortunately is the last You'll season of Gossip soon. Girl. I want my <laughs> life back. I want freedom. I... I was watching this last night. I was thinking, I'm like, I am so fucking invested in these people's lives. Thank God this show didn't go on for more seasons. Like, thank God the show didn't go on until, like, Blair and Serena are both married and both have kids. Because I would be fucking hooked still. Like, thank God I don't watch soap operas. Because, like, I would be hooked on that. Yeah. But, like, the soap at least you know the show has an ending. Soap operas don't. They just go on forever. And they're just so ridiculous. Even though, like, this is, like, this is soap opera-y, especially. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
let me inform you everything that's been going on in season five. Okay. okay, so let's go. There's two Charlie Rhodes. There's a fake one and a real one. We, we realize that the real one is hidden because her father is Serena's father. So we have some more half siblings in the Gossip Girl world. And then Serena finds that out, and she's pissed at Charlie. Like, and then all of a sudden she wants to make Charlie the it girl because for some reason the Gossip Girl password has been going around the block. Like Georgina had it. Oh, and there was a wedding. I totally forgot. I so there's there's just so much that happened. There was Blair got in this bad car accident. She wanted to run away with Chuck, and unfortunately, like shit happened in this car accident. Blair lost her baby. She was under the impression that Chuck died. So she went to the hospital church and said, God, you have my baby. If you bring back Chuck, I I promise I won't go back to him. And then, of course, a nurse comes in and says, oh, Chuck's alive. He wants you. So it, I don't know why things had to get, like, religious in this show. I feel like that because I just feel like producers need to find a reason for Blair not to go back to Chuck immediately. And I feel like using religion, it was almost, like, not tacky, but, like, knowing that none of these people are religious anyways, even though she was marrying a monarch. I don't know. So then Blair gets married. And then a Gossip Girl leaks a video of her telling Chuck, like, I love you. I just can't be with you. Like, in her wedding dress, like, right before the wedding. Her and asshole Louie get married. And Louie's like, oh, like, marriage is just, like, a commitment. Like, I, I'm not really, I'm not really there with you after you embarrass me. So then, like, she has to get divorced, and then there's this thing called a dowry, where, like, her parents have to pay off the dowry. Like, I haven't even looked up what the fucking dowry is. And, do you know what dowry is? I'm, I mean, it's a bit outdated. It is, like, the, the, the price that the bride's parents pay to the groom's Yeah, so Blair had has to pay that to get out of her marriage but then they only have to be married for like a year for some reason because like that's how long he is going to tolerate her for so that their marriage can get annulled and Blair can do whatever Blair wants to do but also Blair wanted to be a princess and that sucks but the juiciest thing has happened during this so Blair can't be with Chuck because she promised to God that she couldn't and you know people fall in and out of love all the time there's a new romance mm-hmm Blair and Dan. Ooh. And it's horrible and I hate it. <laughs> you hate Dan so much. I love it. I, Dan is, Blair can do so much better. And then like Serena's jealous, uh, Serena has gone to the dark side. She has followed a path that no one should follow. She was in the Gossip Girl chair for a hot second, trying to ruin her half-sister's life. Trying to use Gossip Girl. And she was so selfish that she didn't realize what was going on with her friends. Like, Chuck was miraculously saved in the hospital. And he got blood from someone. And that someone, he thought, ended up being his real mother, which was British lady that Nate was banging. And there's a whole thing with that, but that's not really interesting. So yeah, so Chuck's like, holy shit, you're my mom, and you're in my apartment in your underwear. Like, ooh what like I need time to process this but then something happens where Chuck comes to the realization Jack is my father so now Jack he's under the impression that like Jack like crazy crazy Uncle Jack, Uncle Jack yeah. 
is his father. And for some reason, like, Jack has aged, like, ten years since, like, the last time, like, he's been on the show, which was, like, probably, like, a couple episodes ago. And I'm like, oh, my God, what the fuck did this guy go through? But then, like, you find out, like, he has, like, hepatitis or something. And it's like, oh, my God, that's so sad. But then you find out because he has hepatitis that he can't, he can't transfer blood or something, or he can't do blood transfusions. So then Chuck's like, okay, then what the fuck is going on? So then he follows Jack to this, like, brothel place to find out information. And then Blair opens up this door and finds something, like, completely horrific and then closes it. And then she sees Chuck outside because, like, they get caught and they have to get kicked out and everything. And she's like, you need to go back into that fucking house. And it's, like, this, like, haunted house thing. And he goes back inside, opens the door, guess who's behind the door? Is it his dad? Bart fucking Bass. He's alive. He's fucking alive. I was so surprised. Because, like, I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for someone to come back from the dead. I knew that Bart Bass would come back from the dead. I just didn't know when. But Bart is fucking back. He's ready to party. Well, no. He's only alive because someone tried to kill him. But then, like, they in one episode, they find out the guy who's trying to kill him or whatever. That's fine. So now, like, Bart Bass can, like, live it up freely. But there is... There's something wrong with that. Because Bart was married to... To Serena's mom. Lily, yeah. And, yeah, Lily. So, but Lily and Rufus are going through it right now because Rufus was giving money to fake Charlie Rhodes because fake Charlie Rhodes had nowhere to live because she got kicked out. Long story short, Cece died, gave Charlie Rhodes, fake Charlie Rhodes, like, all of her estate because, like, fake Charlie Rhodes was the only one who was actually there for her. So, of course, she gives her the whole estate. She kicks out Lily out of her hotel house. And I'm thinking, like, why do you still live in a hotel? Like, Lily Bass, you have... You have the world at your fingertips and you still want to live at a hotel. Like, Lily Bass. Like, this gives you the opportunity to, like, move out, bigger and better things. So, she gets mad at Rufus for that. And then Rufus gets mad at her because she paid off one of the nurses to say that fake Charlie Rhodes was, you know, being bad to Cece and shit. So, fake Charlie Rhodes needs money or something. And, I don't know, just the whole thing. They, they want to file di for divorce, yada, yada, yada. And... I think that this probably gives the opportunity for Bart Bass to, like, try to get back to Lily Bass. Maybe the Basses can reunite because, like, I like Rufus, but it's become obvious that maybe Rufus deserves someone better who, like, someone who, like, always lies to him. Like, she is becoming her mother who just lies, 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 lies. Like, there should be no lies in marriage. No lies anywhere. Like, don't fucking lie to me. So, yeah, that's what's been going on. It's stressful. Dan also told Blair that he loved her. She said thank you or something or just something like, oh, cool. So I don't know what's going to happen to that. They should break up because Dan is Wonder Bread and Blair is the world. And the world deserves French patissier foods and not Wonder Bread. Here's what I'll say about Dan Humphrey, which is Penn Badgley is in this, this Lifetime show called You, in which he plays like this like obsessive stalker guy who like like obsessively stalks this woman and also kills some people he is more likable as that character than dan humphrey is i just found out that him and blake lively were dating like mostly like throughout the show and i'm like oh cool but then i'm thinking like oh my god this guy has an actual personality and like i went through his instagram the other day and he's like this total like rock star dude and i'm thinking oh my god like this person like he's he is real like i i can't wait till gossip girl's over so i can like explore wonder bread to like try to gain more knowledge about pen and i don't know like all these different characters because i know 
that this is one of those shows where none of these actors, this is like their prime mm-hmm. right here. Because I can't, the only reason why I saw like the actor Chuck Bass in the media recently was because he went on TikTok and acted like Chuck Bass. I don't know what anyone else is doing. I know Blake's married to Ryan and they have their precious children and she's best friends with Taylor Swift, which is great in my book. So I think that's why I was biased towards Blake in the beginning. Mm. So I'm like, oh, Blake's cool. She she's a the, good person. She has she's, a swift seal of approval. She has a swift seal of approval. And Blair, I don't know. At first I was like kind of tricky with Blair, but I think Blair's my favorite because like, even though she's unrelatable at all, like she is relatable. I think it's because she is the most soap opera character on the show. Like, she belongs with, like, Joan Collins on Dynasty or some, like, insane, big, over-the-top 80s primetime soap opera. And I I think she, Leighton Meester is the one, like, leans into that the most. And I think she understands what show she is on. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that's what makes her, like, I think the start of the show. Because I hate still how they're trying to have, like, Serena as the it girl. Because to me, it's been obvious since day one that the it girl is Blair. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's the other thing. is because they are much more willing to have Blair be, like, purposefully unlikable and, like, bitchy. Whereas you're always supposed to side with Serena even when she's being horrible and that makes me not like her I know like she is always having a woe is me moment like she just did this last episode because she leaked Blair's diary on Gossip Girl and she's sitting on the steps being like oh god what have I done like you know what you did you know going back to the hills when Lauren Conrad and Heidi Montag were fighting about the sex tape like or her talking about the sex tape like I know what you did like, Heidi Montag knew, and she was like, I don't know what you're talking about. She's like, I know what you did. Like, that's how I feel about Serena. Like, she knows what she did. She done fucked up. I don't know. I I just have been getting really annoyed with Serena ever since, like, her, you know, dad came back into her life or she was trying to find her dad. She just became so selfish. And it just, it sucks seeing that because, like, I liked her in the beginning and then, her scheming, she's the worst schemer because it always turns around and bites her in the ass because, like, she's not good at it. Blair's good at scheming because, like, that is her middle name. And she's, that's the thing about Blair, too, is that she's thoughtful. She cares about people. She cares about their opinions. And, like, Blair doesn't. Like, Blair only cares about herself. Like, she thinks she cares about other people, but she doesn't. And that's why she always ends up hurting, like, Nate or Dan or, you know, whoever she wants to be in love with at the moment. But, I mean, I guess I can understand that. You know, the heart wants what it wants. And one minute it might want Dan. One minute it might want Sebastian Stan. You know, but we haven't seen Sebastian Stan in a while. But that's okay because I think that was probably when he started doing things with Marvel. Oh, probably, yeah. So... I'm exhausted. I'm I'm ready to be done with this. I am ready to sit down and record something with Steel Saunders to explain this to someone who maybe knows what I'm talking about. I don't know if Steel's watched Gossip Girl, but like I just I need I need to vent more because you know when Carlos asks me about my day, I can't tell him about all the stuff going on with Gossip Girl because like I 
He's not gonna. He doesn't get it. He doesn't get this world. I don't want him to get this world. Okay. What you gotta What you gotta do is you just don't present it as a TV show. You present it as things that's happening to your friends Blair and Chuck, and Serena. You know your good friends, and you're worried about your good friends. Yeah. It's just it's funny too because like you know my real friend circle like they've all been through this and what I'm going through right now with Gossip Girl. Like, they were like, I binged that in a couple weeks. Like, it is a fucking ride. And it just, I, I'm just ready to move on with my life to shows that I don't sit there at night and be like, God, I have to start this up again. Like, I love this, but like, this just does, does too much. Like, I am just so invested. So question for you. Mm-hmm. Will you watch the reboot on HBO Max. They're doing a reboot. We're going to have to do a fucking Gossip Girl (laughs) podcast. Oh my god. My life is... my. This is my life now. I believe it's on sometime this year. I don't know because, you know, COVID changed a bunch of release dates for everything. Are you sure... Are you sure that wasn't the Mario Lopez one, like the Save by the Bell? Because I heard they're okay. rebooting Save by the all, Bell. First of all, I know the difference between Save by the Bell and Gossip Girl. The Save by the Bell reboot already happened. It got renewed. The Gossip Girl reboot has not started yet. Oh. But I saw like, cast pictures and everything. Okay. I'm purposely not going to look at that until I finish Gossip Girl. Oh my god, there was just an article about it. Oh god. This is my life now. This is this is it. Oh no. Oh, this is not happening anymore. No, it's that's not the problem is fuck. Here goes me like god damn it. One of the the stars of it is the actress Emily Allen Lind. And I just don't like it because she uses her middle name, luckily. But god damn it. Like I've gotten emails from her for her before. Cause she was in the um the Netflix horror movie sequel, like to the babysitter, I guess the babysitter two or whatever. And somebody in the production like sent me like her like call sheet. And like instructions on how to get to the to the filming site and everything, and yeah, so just like um, <laughs> you might want to be careful with this shit. So you're telling me that we have a chance to get Intel top secret? We're the Corey and Noah of Gossip Girl. That's what that's what you're telling me. We're the Kessel Run transmissions of Gossip Girl. Oh man, I wish. Man, I hope. Look, I get wrong emails a lot, but if I get a wrong email about the fucking Gossip Girl remake, you can believe we're gonna become like breaking news. This is my destiny. Yeah, it still just says later this year. So, but it's supposed to be like pretty, like there's supposed to be some like good queer representation in it, which I'm excited about. And um, yeah, like look, it's gonna be garbage, but. That is why I love it because I am garbage and I love garb. I am Oscar the Grouch, and in my trash can is seasons of Gossip Girl, and I am swimming in it. 
And it's like not all white people, which is also nice. Yeah, which is good. I think representation is important in something like that. I'm just annoyed because that because that woman has my name and that annoys me. I think that's the best thing that could have possibly happened because the fact that we could get the hashtag Gossip Girl Scoop. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll keep an eye on my email and see what happens. I still am trying to figure out like who the real Gossip Girl is because I know that it's one of the people. But also, uh, Vanessa's been like not there this past season which has made me realize that like i really didn't like like vanessa did some shady shit like she was i really didn't like her i think that shows because if any other of the characters like left like i'd be like oh that sucks that they left except like nate is okay but nate always finds himself in trouble with older women and or just in general Mm -hmm. and he's not the smartest of the bunch but he's also like kind and he he's running this gossip site now and he wants to like honestly run it and i'm like that's i think the nicest thing that like anyone in the show has done is nicely run a gossip site that's pretty low standard because like everyone's awful everyone lies everyone does shitty things even like hillary duff's character did shitty things when she was on the show for a hot second like there's there's no pure good person on this other than other than the dog. Yeah. I mean Nate did sleep with his girlfriend's best friend. Yeah, but that was so five seasons ago. <laughs> okay, it doesn't count anymore. Well it doesn't all count right. anymore to Gossip Girl. Or it doesn't count anymore to all of them because they're all still like best friends. Like it's funny, it's cute because like on Nate's desk is like a selfie of like the four of them together. Chuck Blair Serena and Nate and I just think that they're like the fab four like they're always doing stuff together fixing things doing things it's always so funny because like Dan's always intentionally left out and he's always trying to like snoop to figure out what the fuck they're doing it's so funny because like Dan will never be part of the fab four yeah because Dan fucking sucks he does he really does and his scheming like he he chose not to go to film school in like fucking Paris or something so that he can stay and make sure that Blair stays away from Chuck. He's insecure in his relationship so much that he is willing to take a chance on his possible future just for Blair to watch over. Like, I don't know. It just, it's condescending. It's ridiculous. And I, I'm just tired. Like, he belongs to Serena at this point because, like, Serena just is showing that her true colors and they aren't the best. But she also was better when she was dating Dan. She was a better person when she was dating Dan. And maybe they will end up back together. I kind of hope so. Because I'm done with this whole Dan and Blair thing. Because it's just, it's weird. Because I never thought it would happen. And even though, like, they relate, kind of, they they share a lot of things in common. It just, she needs Chuck. Like, the world isn't right in Gossip Girl land when Chuck and Blair aren't together. Yeah, I would agree with that. All right. So I I think that we've lost all of our listeners, but let's try to get them back. Apart from Steel Saunders. Let's try to get them back. You know, I I hope hope that people... But also, like, please, God, tell me. Tell me to stop. Because sometimes, like, I don't know when to stop. So if you tell me, like, don't worry, you have one more season left, like, until possibly the next Gossip Girl 
thing is going to happen. But then that means just Emily and I have to do a Gossip Girl podcast. Darn it. Another podcast for Emily. <laughs> no, it'll just be part of Canto Bite because it's not like I'm going to have a ton of Star Wars news. Yeah, well, I mean, the only Star Wars news that we have, I'm pretty sure, is the fact that there's been a possible casting announcement or casting rumor for the role of Ezra Bridger in, I don't know exactly, but in, you know, the Rebels thing or the Ahsoka series, something. Yeah, the Ahsoka, I think the Rebels thing is the Ahsoka thing. Yes, and... The actor that is rumored to do it is um, Mena Masad, who was Aladdin in the Disney live-action Aladdin. I mean, the live-action Aladdin, I did not get through all of, because it sucks. And he was certainly not great in it but i do remember feeling bad for him because i there were like after that movie came out he he did some interviews when he's like i was just in this huge live action disney movie and i can't even fucking get an audition for for other projects and so i'm like okay i'm glad that you're working again but you were bad in aladdin and also i don't give a flying fuck about ezra bridger I don't either, which, like, makes this, like, role casting kind of like a match made in heaven. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you don't want somebody who sucks playing somebody you care about. Yeah, so, I mean, I guess this is fine. Me not being the biggest Ezra Bridger fan, and also the biggest, not the biggest fan of the live-action Aladdin, because I personally was hoping that it would be casted to my good friend Raj Dillashahi. But unfortunately, you know, yeah. just stuff didn't work out. Missed opportunity. Man, it would be fun to see Raj as Ezra. That's what I, that would win me over right there in a fucking heartbeat. <laughs> Seeing fucking Raj with a lightsaber. But man, if only. If only. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. I already don't care about the Ahsoka show. Because I don't want to support the Rosario Dawson show. And also, I don't like the interpretation of Ahsoka that we saw in The Mandalorian. So if they just put all of the stuff I don't like in one show, then that's great. Awesome. It leaves room for like good things to happen outside of that and things that we want to happen because I feel like this show is really targeted towards, you know, like the Clone Wars fans and the Ahsoka's fans and the Rebels, like all of like the animation fans, which is great and awesome. And it's just, it's not something that I'm into. Something that I don't want to fully support, you know, due to, you know, who's Ahsoka and all of the unfortunate things that surround that. But, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not mad about this possible casting rumor. Like, I think that's, like, good for him that, like, he found, like, a great role and that's something that he can probably do, like, for a little bit. Something that can, you know, get him paid, get him job so I guess I'm happy for him on that front because of how difficult it was for him to find a job after Aladdin after doing a big box office movie and not being able to you know find something to do afterwards like I can imagine I can't imagine how difficult that is 
Yeah, and look, I'd, I'd rather it all be on Ahsoka than to like be on the Mandalorian to be like an annoying thing that I don't like on there. We already got rid of one annoying thing. I don't want to replace it with another annoying thing. I am just ready for a fresh start in season three because season two was just so tainted by all of the shit that happened that I just, I'm ready for a fresh start. Like I'm ready for like a body cleanse. Like, you know, people do those like body cleanses or like they drink like the fruit juice for like a couple weeks to like cleanse their body. Like I need a fucking body cleanse. Yeah. Yeah, I need a fucking bullshit body cleanse because I have just been (laughs) fucked and fucked over by season two of the Mandalorian and just everything. It was Everything with Star Wars, like, the past, like, fucking, like, 85 years. or No, not the past, like, just a couple years. <laughs> yeah, you gotta flush out those toxins. I do. Like, I really need to. Like, my body needs that. I need that. The world needs that. Like, it just, we need new, fresh, Chris Fresh. Every time I say fresh, it's like a Chris Fresh. We just need something something good yeah yeah i mean we'll have i think i think book of boba will be a good palate cleanser um i mean look it's it's hard to know but fucking tomorrow morrison was awesome and that season two and i already like fennec shand and if the show is just them, like, having fun kicking ass and there's nothing beyond that, I'm okay with that, really. Like, if it's mostly just Tamar Morrison hitting people with his gaffy stick, fucking fine. Give it to me. Yeah, I'm I'm here for that, too. Like, action, adventure, gore. Because, I mean, that's basically what like, the Falcon and Winter Soldier is going to be. And I feel like that's cool that we're getting, like, a possible Star Wars version of falcon and winter soldier now just give me a star wars version of wandavision even though the last episode was like fine the end with the it was agatha all along theme song is maybe my favorite thing the show's done so far but overall i feel like and i know i'm in the minority here i liked the show better when I didn't know what was going on. And now it feels more like I'm watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And like a better quality Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But it's still, it seems more just like a typical TV show now. Or a typical Marvel project. And while I'm still invested. Because I'm now invested in Wanda and Vision. And even the kids a little bit. Because there's so much like... Um, like from the like the young avengers comics like we're seeing even with their powers and stuff but yeah i'm it's dropped off a little bit for me yeah i guess i like knowing like the unknown better but also with just like the possibility of just like spoilers like I don't know. I hate that sometimes I can't, like, check, like, news or something, like, trending things on Twitter because, like, I'm afraid of, like, finding a spoiler for the show. And, I mean, I feel like the same thing, like, was, like, for, like, The Mandalorian, too. But, like, I really like not knowing what the fuck is going on with the show. Because, like, the second that I know, I'm just like, oh, great. Like, that takes me out of it. Like, yeah. Like, I don't want to know that a big surprise is coming because then I think about what the big surprise is going to be. And if I don't know the surprise, it's much better. Like, the reason the 
ending of The Sixth Sense worked is because it was his first was Shyamalan's first movie and so nobody was expecting a huge twist ending so it never even occurred to me to think about what the twist was as opposed to four movies later when I'm sitting down to watch the fucking village and I go oh I wonder if the twist is going to be that it's all taking place actually in the modern day and they're in like some weird little cult thing but if I didn't know oh it's an M. Night Shyamalan movie and there's a twist ending that wouldn't even occur to me to think of yeah like, it, if, like, somebody told you, like, if somebody told me before I watched The Sixth Sense, this movie has a big twist ending, probably Bruce Willis is dead all along would have occurred to me. Along with other stuff, too. But that's definitely one of the possibilities that would have come into my head. But since I'm just like, oh, it's just about a kid who talks to ghosts and then there's Bruce Willis as a psychiatrist, I'm like, oh, I'm just watching this movie. Well, I would have thought I was watching The Shining. <laughs> yeah that's one of my favorite Britney stories <laughs> I mean the names The Sixth Sense and like The Shining like I don't know are not I at just, all alike they seem to like to me And especially, like, Jack Nicholson, because I'm thinking, I'm like, is she thinking, like, Bruce Willis? Like, Bruce Willis was here. Jack Nicholson isn't in The Shining. <laughs> oh, my favorite thing. Exactly. I love it. Oh, I got the, um, I got the shipping notification today on my Mando and Baby Yoda hot toy. I should be getting that by the end of the week. That's exciting. I'm excited. I mean, I wish I had. Yeah. <laughs> I wish it was coming at a time when I'm not like, eh, fucking Star Wars, who cares? But maybe, maybe getting it and seeing the cute little baby Yoda, because he's, you know, it's six scale, and so he's like very, very little. Maybe seeing the cute little baby Yoda will inspire some more Star Wars love in me again. I hope so, because I feel like I'm at the point where I'm just. I'm very, like, neutral about it now. Like, of course, like, I haven't viewed it, like, Star Wars or anything Star Wars, like, I'm about to do with Justice League. But, I don't know. It just, it sucks. Because, like, I feel like I and, like, a ton of people have been, like, let down. So, like, how do you let something that's hurt you back into your heart? I need to jump forward, like, ten years to when, like, the Ryan Johnson movie's coming out. And then I can be excited. Yeah. Sometimes relationships need time apart, you know, for both of you to grow and maybe I just need to grow for Star Wars to grow then we can come back and resume our relationship I've changed a lot since Star Wars yeah. came back I think like when I start hearing more about Book of Boba or when like getting some details on Andor I'll, I'll start to feel some like excitement again at least I hope so it'd be bad if I didn't yeah I always forget that Andor is a thing until I see Catherine tweet about it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's still a thing. Because it just seems, like, so far away. Like, for some reason, like, that's always the thing that I forget, like, is, like, a thing soon is Andor. Because it's like, yeah, everyone knows about Obi-Wan. Everyone knows about, like, Bad Batch. But I'm like, oh, yeah, Andor. Yeah. I feel like Andor is the one that because, like, we were hearing about it for so long. And then there was, like, on more than one occasion a thing of maybe it's not happening that I have to remember oh yeah no it totally is 
and I'm very excited about it because it seems like it's going to be a spy show and that's what I want. It's just I I do tend to kind of forget about it. Well, also because they are overall so focused on the Mandalorian era right now. And that is outside yeah. of that. So they don't they don't talk about it in the same like breath that they're talking about Mando and Ahsoka and what is the other one called? The Bora, Rangers of Rangers of the New Republic. I can never remember the word Rangers. Can't wait to see where that shit was gonna turn into. Gimme gimme fucking space Bill Burr and the dude from Kim, Kim's Convenience. That's what I want. What if they put Timmy in it? Over the moon. Especially if it was Timmy Olyphant and Bilber. Come on. Them just like sniping at each other. I love it. If every episode had the same impact as that first episode of season two, like I feel like I would be like so much more into The Mandalorian because like that just, that episode was just like a masterpiece. Like it was a movie. I felt like I was watching a movie. Yeah. Like it was so cool, so fun. And then like the end when you see Boba just standing there, like, oh my God. That's Star Wars. I know I know that Cobb Vanth no longer has the the Boba Fett helmet, but find a way to give him different helmets so that every episode he can take off a helmet and reveal Timothy Olfant with his glorious bouffant hair. It That's how every episode It's like start. Mitch in the hats. How he wears a different hat every time he records Geek Dudes. <laughs> this is perfect. Yes. I love how real life things relate to non-real life things. <laughs> that was a very good poll, Mitch and his hats. I hadn't thought about that. Okay, so we don't have anything Star Wars to talk about, except we did get a couple of questions on Twitter. So the first one is from Davey Damaged, who hosts a podcast called Dave's Video Graveyard, which is a fun, um, very, very not safe for work um, movie podcast that I recommend. I've, I've had a really good time listening to that. And he asks, who should play Dash Rendar in a live screen adaptation of Shadows of the Empire? I like the idea of Josh Lawson. Uh, Josh Lawson is an Australian actor. He is in the new Mortal Kombat movie. He was also, um, if you ever saw the Don Cheadle, Kristen Bell show House of Lies on Showtime, he's the blonde asshole on that. Um, I actually think Josh Lawson is a great call there because they Dash should be like he's dollar store Han Solo, right? Yeah. Like that's Dash Rendar's whole thing. So you need somebody who is kind of smarmy. Um, I was thinking maybe um, what's his fucking name? The guy who plays Sawyer on Lost, um, Josh Holloway, would be great. He's got that same kind of vibe. Or going in a very different direction. And you should not cast him because he's a terrible person and you shouldn't put him in anything, but Mark Wahlberg. Why is Mark Wahlberg awful? Um, there was a assault when he was younger against 
an Asian man that was definitely racially motivated and resulted in the guy, I believe, losing an eye. What? He's a piece of shit. Oh, God. Why isn't that, like, common knowledge? Uh, I think it is, but people don't care. Because it was a long time ago, and it's everything. like, hey, he was a kid. But, yeah, That's he's a piece awful. of shit. But I think he would be a really interesting uh, Dash Rendar. And we already have, like, Bill Burr setting the standard for Space Boston. So, yeah. Marky Mark as Dash Rendar. Final answer. What about Matt Damon? I guess so. I was going to say Matt Damon's not smarmy enough, but then I remember like Matt Damon when he's like in comedies and shit. And I think he could pull that off. Yeah. Cause it... I like Matt Damon. Yeah, me too. I like, I'm looking at like the action figures right now. And like before we were recording, I was thinking of like Hugh Jackman because I've been desperately trying to find a role for Hugh Jackman in Star Wars. But looking at, you know, pictures of Dash Rendar, like I'm getting Matt Damon vibes. If it were 25 years ago, or if you were casting, like, old man Dash Rendar, like, old man Logan, I would totally say Kurt Russell. Ooh. Like, the man can wear a beard, he can be scruffy, and he's fucking, honestly, one of the most attractive men, just to, like, he's, Kurt Russell's interesting, because he is, like, obviously, like, objectively a handsome guy, but he's also just insanely charismatic, to the point where I even want to have sex with him when he's playing Santa Claus. So, yeah, Kurt Russell as old man Dash Hunter would be fun. Like, if he showed up in, like, you know, a future project. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that would be interesting. It, it's interesting, like, trying to, like, or just fan casting in general is really interesting because, like, how the fact that it worked with rosario dawson like think of like how else like fan casting is gonna like become a thing in the future yeah unfortunately yeah couldn't get couldn't get pierce brown as thrawn though that's a shame yeah my sister sat by him at a paul mccartan concert a couple of years ago oh yeah yeah she said he was pretty he is I think she said that he was an asshole, but I'm pretty sure that she was drunk, so maybe she was the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> that seems like her. Honestly, he could be too. But. I don't know. Like, I, uh, I don't know. Like, we're not saying that, like, she's an asshole because she's drunk. It's just, you know, sometimes, like, you perceive things, like, when you're drunk. Because I, I know that sometimes, like, I could be like, I'm a nice person, but I know sometimes, like, ugh. Like, have you ever said something, like, while drunk that you, the next day, you're like, oh, God, I said that. That's awful that I said that. I mean, nothing, like, like, horrible. Like, not anything that's, like, you're a bad person for saying that. But definitely, like, things that, like, I regretted saying, yeah. Yeah, I mean, a thing that I can think of was, um, I went to a bridal shower, uh, many years ago. And it was from, like, a girl that I knew that I used to be in Girl Scouts with. We weren't that close anymore, and I was kind of, like, only invited because, like, you know, her mom and my mom are friends. And she was like, oh, do you want to go? I'm like, yeah, sure. 
And then I had lots of mimosas. And because, like, the place was known for, like, really good mimosas. So I'm like, hell yeah, like, mimosa me up. So uh, she, we're, we were talking at the end of it. And she's like, yeah, um, I'm really sorry I didn't formally invite you. I gave up Facebook and texting for Lent. And I was like, well, that was pretty dumb, wasn't it? <laughs> think out loud which that is yeah but it's all good I guess I just I guess when I'm drunk sometimes I just I just say what's up uh we also had a question from our friend Kim and she asks if you could remake any Star Wars movie with an all-Muppet cast, which would you choose and which Muppets would you cast as which characters? I mean, what a great fucking question. But do you have any ideas, Brittany? I can only name one or two Muppets, and that's Kermit and Miss Piggy. After you're done with Gossip Girl, Disney Plus has all of the Muppet show you need to watch the Muppet Show. All right, so I'm remaking Rogue One, and Miss Piggy is Jin because look, there's not a lot of female Muppet options. Um, let me pull up Rogue One characters so I can think about this. So, yeah, Piggy is Jin. So Kermit would then be Cassian. Um, Krennic is going to be Uncle Deadly. Please look up Uncle Deadly. He is a dragon-looking scary Muppet. I would say K2SO would be Fozzie Bear. Because he's Kermit's buddy, so he's, you know, hanging out with Cassian. Um, True and Baze would be Beaker and Professor Honeydew. Saw Guerrera would be Gonzo. And that is as far as I've gotten. I don't have one for Bodie or Galen. Um, Galen might be Rolf. Bodie, I'm just having trouble with, but the yeah, that's my those are my Muppet castings. I want to find a way to get Statler and Waldorf in there, but yeah, I don't quite have a place I'm for them. I've been yet. trying to find like a picture on images of like all of the Muppets with like their names, so that I don't disrespect any of the Muppets or you. It's the last thing I want to do. So I'm trying to think of just Muppets in what movie I want for them to do. And I thinking of something something easy, something something like the Phantom Menace. Um, Miss Piggy's Padme. Um 
Qui-Gon is Kermit. Uh, Kermit's nephew is Anakin. Yeah, Robin. Um, Robin. Beaker is uh, Jar Jar. Gonzo is Obi-Wan. Uh, Fozzie. Who is Fozzie? <laughs> One of Padme's people. One of her, part of her. Captain, Captain Panaka. That's going to be Fozzie. Um, that's the problem with this, is that... Oh, I would guess Sam the Eagle looks looks menacing, so I would say that he's he's Darth Maul. <laughs> he's not he's just more of an asshole. Yeah. Um Mr. Wardolph is uh is Palpatine while uh his friend is Statler is Chancellor Valorm. Oh, okay, I like that. Um Oh, we're not remaking a movie. I, I mean, neither of us chose a movie that has Chewbacca in it, but Chewbacca would be played by Sweetums. Oh, wow. I would, I would almost go balls to the wall and just have Chewbacca play Chewbacca. Like Chewbacca with a bunch of Muppets. <laughs> Chewbacca's not... A, no, he you got to replace them all with Muppets. And Sweetums... Sweetums is the big troll-looking dude. He's one of the big like costume Muppets as opposed to the puppet Muppets. Oh. He's got a big, like huge shaggy Oh, okay, head. yeah. I was always slightly scared of him as a kid, but now he's one of my favorites. If I was able to memorize Gossip Girl characters in, in less than two months, I think I'll be able to memorize Muppets characters. I don't know. I feel like I I never got into like Muppets as a kid. Like for some reason, like it always reminded me because. I, I went to church as a kid, and I went to this, like, one church where, like, they would, like, force us to watch, like, Veggie Tales, and Ugh. it was awful, and I hated it. Oh, where is my hairbrush? Yeah. Oh, where is my hairbrush? And I guess that's why I never gave, like, the Muppets a chance, because I feel like, aren't the Muppets and Sesame Street people, like, are they, like, related? Are they, like, cousins, distant cousins? Because I know Big Bird has a bunch <sighs> of cousins. So... I mean, obviously, they're both Jim Henson. Um, Kermit is Kermit appears on Sesame Street as generally as a reporter, and he does like fairy tale reporting. There is a Christmas special that is a big crossover. Generally, when people talk about the Muppets, they mean the Muppet Show Muppets. And when you're talking about Sesame Street, you're talking about like the like the Sesame Street characters. Like, so there is there's definitely separation there, but they're they're you know they're not completely unrelated. Hmm. I can't remember the name of that Christmas special. It's like a Muppet Family Christmas or something like that. It's very good though. Interesting. Well, I have a I have a lot to learn. There's a lot of Muppets. There are a lot of Muppets. Um, 
No. But they're good. I love the Muppets. Kermit the Frog is my favorite person. Yeah, I agree. I, I can take that. He's a good person. I don't think that Kermit is capable of doing anything bad in life. I agree. Well, thank you. Thank you, Kim, for the, the Muppet question. Thank you for those who sent us questions or asked us things, because I feel like we haven't had email in a long time. But I don't blame people, since I've been sitting here talking about Gossip Girl for the past couple of weeks. I don't think anyone wants to send in an email. I bet when Gossip Girl goes away, the emails are, will start coming back. The one-star reviews will go, no, I'm just kidding, no one's done that yet. I mean, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I mean, look, it's not the most topical thing we've ever talked about, but that's fine. We don't fuck it. Who cares? There's nothing to talk. Like, look, neither of us have opinion on like the upcoming Star Wars mobile game or whatever yeah. the shit. So, so I think that's I think that's everything. This episode. I mean, there wasn't really any news other than casting well Emily where can we find you in the podcast and social media I am on Twitter and Instagram at EF Lind the show is at Canto Bite Pod you can also send us email send us thoughts send us questions doesn't have to be about Star Wars or it can be about Star Wars that's fine um, and that is CantoBitePod at gmail.com Brittany where are you I am on Instagram as Brittany the Ginger and Twitter as Canto Brit. Yay! Yay! Thank you, everyone, for listening, and we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Here we go. Yo, 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 and away we go It's time to serenade my girl Lindo Sorry the ladies were had to say no But if I'm cheating on Serena, it's on Canto No shame in the game Make even Rogue One seem tame But I blame it on Brit with a ginger mane mane Yeah, that's fire Love on the rocks leaves the love on my socks Lindo fanfic leaves y'all shocked Especially when y'all truly whips out his cock Canto bite Episode 100 Hey yo, I'm back No fulcrum this time I'm on a flight to the bay And I'm writing some rhymes My top three running through my head, you know So I had to come correct When they hit the hundo My girls E&B deserve congratulations Our adulation for the weekly creation My last celebration was all about them But this time I gotta drop lines for our friends This is for the bitches Strictly for the bitches Give it up for the bitches All the canto bitches This one's for my bitches Only for the bitches Throw your hands up, bitches all my Canto bitches Start off with my Aussies Catherine's a sweet one Brought cash into lunch With Canto bitch number one Josh made it a team And had bourbon and cornflakes The kind of ice cream That made him show me his old face Got to meet Turbo And throw back some brew Fish tacos in San Fran You know we approve Rebecca from Perth I haven't met you yet Last shout to Fruity, dude I didn't forget 
This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches. Give it up for the bitches, all the Canto bitches. This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches. Throw your hands up, bitches, all my Canto bitches. Rubia and Adele often email the show. I cut a track on them trolls with Johnny Grasso. Jesse McGee busted a rap for me. Met her and horse be it scum and villainy. King Tom, death watch, the most regal of fathers. Got to behold the luscious locks of Strata. Shouted Rusty last time, so I shout a Raj too. You know the list ain't complete without lesson, boo. This is for the bitches, strictly for the bitches. Give it up for the bitches, all the Canto bitches. This one's for my bitches, only for the bitches. Throw your hands up, bitches, all my Canto bitches. Now if I didn't say your name, don't feel no shame. You love the fun, the games, and refresher bangs. Hang on every word of Lindo's fanfic, where she describes every vein in Mendo's dick. Spread the word, maybe buy a t-shirt. I don't know, maybe ask the girls if Yaddle squirts. Take your CBD, send in your top three, and you'll always be a bitch like me. Get him, Eric.